<laughs> so uh the well the concern is that um we we've just become so uh attention deficient you know you could what, watch what those you say? I, I, I wasn't listening <laughs> <laughs> that's nice nice <laughs> the, the, uh... all right edit it there that's a good place to stop for the first welcome again to it doesn't take a genius conversation with introspective perspectives and pithy points of view here are your hosts my friends max and marty i think that's mark and mike yeah whatever yeah yeah that was that was enough nobody can nobody can bear to listen anymore <laughs> but they're no i think you're exactly i think you're exactly right i think the i think it's it's all tiktok driven yeah you know, you know, TikTok's taking a longer form now, but when it first started, 15 seconds was the max. Right. 15 seconds. Right. You know, amuse me. Yep. <laughs> In 15 and I'm out. seconds. <laughs> right. And now, you know, if you don't amuse somebody or or spark an interest or something within point, you know, five seconds, you know, <laughs> half a second. Really, I don't even like the look of the they said that that's how it used to be at the, or maybe it still is at the Apollo Theater. That that sometimes a comedian would walk on, and before they'd even get to the microphone, the audience would boo them so badly that they'd have to leave the stage. That's right. Like, like I didn't even get to, I didn't get to say anything. And yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. The audience there was the reputation was brutal, but. But yeah, sometimes you're, you know, you got canceled before you got to the microphone. That's like uh, the uh, is it the first Toy Story movie where uh, the pig is going through the channel changing on the remote. And they're like, you passed it. He goes, ah, it's too late. We'll get it on the next time around. And he just yeah. keeps going. Faster to go around the horn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. That's like a great analogy for everybody's life right now. Just. Yeah, whacking the whacking the remote. Yeah, and and I that's I think what I've uh, figured out this week in playing around with Chat GPT. In all honesty, is the tool value is obviously um, almost incomparable, right? It just it's it's going to know so many things in a theoretically neutral fashion that. My goodness, you know what a what a brainstorming tool, what a what a knowledge center. It's going to be better than you know the current versions of search engines because it you know can uh, can tailor you know what it's providing. Um, so it's it's got some amazing abilities that way. If we became dependent on it as the resource, right? Like this is this is where we this is the only way we know things. And whatever it tells us to do, we just go do that. And we, you know, have given up on applying any part of our brains, uh, you know, trying to pay attention to anything long enough to figure it out for ourselves. It's a real danger zone. So that's why I decided to uh, play around with it um, using uh, the Holy Word of God. Uh, that's basically where I went with it. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so kids do that now uh, with yeah. just regular Google. You know, we've talked about this, uh, you know, my daughter and I are watching a TV show and I'm like, oh, they were in something else. What show were they in? And I'm racking my brain and without yeah. even thinking, she grabs her phone. She yep. goes, oh, they were the werewolf in Twilight. 
go, oh yeah, 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 Team Jacob. Yeah, you know, and then you know. But if you'd ask her, you know, how many times a day do you search, she would have no idea. Yeah, she all day. Even, she didn't even know she searched for it. She she needed an answer. Instead of not even spending a second, you know, you know, testing her own synapses for the yeah. for the information, she just grabs the phone, finds it, tosses it aside, done. Yeah. And so, so your analogy, they take Chat GPT, and yeah, I don't have to think of anything. <laughs> right. And that's uh, you know, it, it, I, I'm gonna say this, but you know, spiritually speaking, that ain't healthy, right? Like, like we we know we know that us doing some of the work is part of the deal us wrestling with the great truths is part of the deal and i guess maybe that's a little bit silly that i take it that far but i'll give you an example based on what i did this uh this week um i have a, a high school sunday school class and it was uh, time for our next thing we were going to study we typically just go through an entire book and we had never done uh, Philippians, and I've had this class like I don't know, fifteen years or so. And you know, some a lot of the books get repeated because they're just such good core books. And you know, you wait for the next cycle around of freshmen to enter the class, and then you do that book again. And I, I don't think I've ever done Philippians, and it came up, and I was like, yeah, we should do Philippians, great book. I know a little bit about it, you know, um, but I thought, you know. Before I do anything other than read it, I read it first by myself, you know, just sat down and read it. I've read it before. I'm just saying I read it in, you know, preparation. And I thought, you know what, I'll just throw it to chat GPT and let's just see what it does with it. You know, will this, will, will it be deep, deep heresy or will it, you know, be somewhat on the money? So the like prompt you, I gave it, my thought this thing was like, like channeling the devil. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that, but I, but I did think that. It, I was asking a bit much of it to give me a um, something that was going to, you know, necessarily even be Christian, right? Like, you know, somebody else could study the book uh, for a number of reasons, right? And so what kind of questions would it even give me? Well, I I just said, write a discussion guide for Philippians chapter one. That's what I put into chat GPT. All right, and so write, write a discussion guide. Write a discussion guide for Philippians okay. chapter one. All right, that's um, that's a beautiful prompt. Uh, it gave me an introduction, four discussion questions, and a conclusion. <laughs> and the four discussion questions are, you know, like they ain't bad. You know, like um, in verses three through eleven, Paul expresses his gratitude for the Philippians' partnership in the gospel and their ongoing support of his ministry. What does this passage reveal about Paul's attitude towards the Philippians and his relationship with them? So like that's that's li literature analysis, right? That's, like that that's that a great apply, even you if could, you didn't believe in Philippians. <laughs> that's what so, Philippians is about. So you've 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 interacted with this class before. Is that question too advanced for the high school level that you're working with? Uh what a wonderful predictive question to ask me, Mike, because I decided that I <laughs> didn't want to stop there. Uh and uh, what what I tend to emphasize in my um, Bible studies is what's called inductive method. Um, and inductive is not like a Christian thing. It's it, inductive just means, uh, well, the, the steps are you observe what this literature, this this thing you're studying 
is. You're just observing what it is. And then you're going to interpret it. What does it mean? And then you're going to apply it to your life. You know, uh, what does it mean to me? You know, it's, it, that's basically the, the point is observation, then interpretation, then application. Um, and the idea is, you know, you, you're trying to prevent, it's not just teenagers who do this, but you're trying to prevent somebody from reading that passage and going, I feel like what that's saying is, I don't care what you feel. I don't care what you think. What does it say? You know, let's, let's make sure we're clear about it before we start talking about our things, what, mm -hmm. what we're bringing to it. So I, I ask it that I, I asked it specifically, add more inductive questions to ensure participants understand the chapter. I mean, it's literally what your concern was is what I asked it. So maybe I should be coming to you. I don't know. Um, but <laughs> but what, what was interesting is that chat GPT decided to tack on six additional questions. So it didn't put it into the flow. It just gave me some additional questions um, that were, were not bad. Um, but like I, I wanted it all to flow together and I wasn't quite sure it understood what I meant by inductive. So I, I specifically said, um, in inductive study, you observe the passage, then interpret the passage, then apply the passage. Could you revise the discussion guide to follow that format? And it nailed it. I mean, introduction, wow. uh, I think, I think it was, uh, 10, well, it was, I'm sorry, introduction and then five observation questions. Uh, six interpretation questions and five application questions and a conclusion. Um, it, I'm not saying that that I, I tried it out, by the way, and I'm not saying that I went like blow by blow doing exactly what it said. Some of the questions just didn't weren't necessary or or what have you. But I mean, it it's not wrong in how it approached it. It, it took the passage seriously and let you literally examine what was there. So. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, so, so how much time you, you've done this before, how much time would you typically spend getting ready for, you know, prepping for yeah. classes? Okay. So there, there's the rub here. Here's the issue. Um, it was, it was all really good for making sure we covered the ground of what we needed to look at and think about and try to meditate on. Um, and so that was the beginning of my work, right? What I really needed to do was sit down with Philippians chapter one, use those questions and go through and do an actual study. Like I needed to, to do that. And then my students needed to do that when it was class time. And in fact, we didn't make it all the way through um, all the questions uh, because there was enough there that, you know. Oh, yeah. You know. Um, but but I think that that's that this gets back to the, the original point of, you know, are you are you watching TikTok sized videos and becoming dependent on entertainment and diversion and not using your brain? That's a problem. And are you going to chat GPT and saying, tell me how to apply Philippians 1 and running with it? Tell me what Philippians 1 means and running with it instead of help me start doing my own analysis and wrestling with this, you know, uh, this this chapter. Uh, because if you're if you're not giving yourself the chance to do the work, then you haven't wrestled and you're becoming dependent. And that makes me nervous. Oh, but yeah. what it provided us was an incredibly powerful tool 
that took the work seriously and let us evaluate it and make use of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm seeing it. Yeah, I, I get exactly what you're saying. Yeah, you want to actually go through the process. Um, yeah. But having it design the process steps and, and it basically was giving you prompts uh, to to look for these things to 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 you know, yeah. you know synthesize these things in your mind. Wow. And that's, and that's cool. Maybe that's because I said, you know, that I wanted a discussion guide and and I didn't say give me a synopsis of or you know, mm -hmm. tell me what it's about. So so maybe I, you know, did myself a favor there, but I what's what I think is uh, so interesting about this is that uh, it, the inductive study is similar. You could use the inductive study and look at a Shakespeare sonnet, right? And and it would be valuable because you're just going through a process and you trust the process to tell you what's really in there to help you really understand it and then find meaning in it. Well, it turns out, you know, I, I think, I, I guess this is maybe where I'm coming down on it is, uh, chat GPT is smart enough to honor the fact that there's a process there. And so um, it, it wouldn't matter if it, you know, was created by Joseph Stalin himself. Uh, it would uh, still be a process that you took through something that I, you know, have found to be, uh, you know, God's eternal word that's got a lot of infinite value in it. And so it's, you go through the process, you're going to hit pay dirt. And so we went through the process and we hit pay dirt. Um, of course, you know, every every other session with high schoolers, they're asleep. So I'm not going to tell you it was like the most memorable moving experience we ever had. But I don't I don't blame ChatGPT for that. I think the the questions were pretty good and were were really helpful to to get us to really chew on the passage. So there oh, you yeah. go. No, I think that's fantastic. And uh, yeah, I'm imagining the possibilities. Yeah, could I could I ask it to write write the questions at, at a sixth grade level? Right. You know, have it have it scale it down and and you know if the if the questions were were too complex uh, for my audience, could I could I make it a little bit easier and then great. see what it see what it produces? Um, so I'm going to do that. Could you rewrite this at a high school level? Um, oh, and I probably am not logged in, so it's not going to let me do it. I thought it was going to be this big dramatic moment. Sorry. Um, <laughs> well, it's a great question. A, it is a dramatic moment when you think about, uh, but we know that it's read everything from 2021 back. Yeah. Uh, so the Bible, yeah, you know, it's in there. <laughs> somebody, right. somebody fed it to open AI at some point. So, uh, yeah, that's one of those that, yeah, there's, you know, when you think about how much research and written, you know, you know, you know, studies there are on the Bible, right? The yeah, this should be a home run for this thing to be able to do just about anything that you'd want to so, do. So, since you mentioned that, one of the application questions was, um, I can't remember exactly how it put it, but it was like, um, how here here it is. How can we keep our ultimate goal of knowing Christ and sharing in his sufferings central in our lives? And I was like, that's a that's a great question. I was like, that sounds familiar though. I feel like, and I had to Google it. Shame on me. 
that's from Philippians chapter three. It quoted Philippians three and pulled it into the Philippians one study. I mean, that's not not too shabby, you know. That's, I mean, you were gonna you were gonna do the same thing had you done it on your own. <laughs> uh, no, I probably wouldn't. Have, I'll be honest with you. No, no, that was it was way too smooth. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, yeah, yeah. There are certain things that yeah. There's such a huge body of work on. Right, that it has to be able to do these kinds of things. You know, it's it's read. You know, probably not only the Bible, but every you know every paper, every dissertation, every sermon right. that's ever been written on Philippians. Right, and so it's got all that stuff uh, in a, you know access. To, you know, that it totally. Created. And and uh, you know, it, it, I, I wondered. I mean, I really just thought, you know, there there are plenty of scholars who have studied it and, you know, have critiqued it and had problems with it, you know, coming at it from a from a an anti-Christian perspective, let alone a non-Christian perspective. And I thought, you know, um, is that going to creep into the study? Maybe it's the fact that I asked it to do it inductively, but I mean, it just took it at face value. It took it for what it was and said, well, here's some questions that you could ask around this passage to to understand it and i've since learned um it, it this just completely randomly came up but i was listening to a podcast yesterday and uh i i didn't really make this connection but they said philippians um chapter two has what is probably a summary of jesus's life that predates the writing of any of the gospels about jesus that that you know the Paul was writing the letters before the guys who compiled, you know, sort of these biographies of the life of Jesus on earth ever, you know, sat down and put, you know, quilled a papyrus or whatever. And so, so some of the stuff in there is really early, early Orthodox, you know, views on, uh, on Christ. So, you know, that's really not a bad place for chat GP to start, uh, GPT to start in understanding Christianity and maybe there's something to that that I happen to pick Philippians to have it dive in and and start investigating. But it, yeah, it it took the the passage for what it was worth and let me wrestle with it from there. I guess my question, and this is sort of where we spin it back around to the work world, is where is that line? I think spiritually, it's you know pretty clear that you do need to be doing your own. Uh, you know, uh, dealing with God, right? You know, like that, that that's, if, if you're going to sign up to be a Christian, probably fair to say you need to be meditating on God and on his word and letting God change you and wrestling with that. Um, maybe I don't care about algebra in some position I have as at an engineering firm, you know, maybe, maybe I, maybe I don't want to, you know, uh, learn how to do uh, web design. And I'd like ChatGPT to, you know, come up with uh, the coding for, you know, a, a new, uh, you know, homepage for my website for my business, because I'm actually a technician on something else. And I don't give a rip about uh, being technical with my website. Okay. I mean, I can see that. It still makes me nervous. And I'd like to define that line on when am I when am I becoming really dependent and losing um, you know losing some ground in some way that uh, will be really detrimental long term? Do you, do you have thoughts about that? Um, yeah, I have the opposite thought. 
<laughs> so, so um, talking to two college kids right now, and, yeah. and and separately talking to them separately, and they both have the same lament. They absolutely detest classes that they're taking that have nothing to do with their major. Yeah. You know, so I'm taking this class on event planning. Why do I have to know about finite math? You know, they don't use finite math in event planning ever. <laughs> like, it'll never yeah. come up. Right. And then the other one is, you know, studying art design and stuff like that. Same thing. Taking some math classes, taking a history class, you know, just, you know, and they're completely miserable. And one of them said, what happened to the apprentice program? You yeah. know, the, the pre-industrial age apprentice program. If I wanted to be an artist, which is what this this young person wants to be, they went and studied with artists. Mm -hmm. That was it. All right, you go and you you, you stand there, you clean Da Vinci's brushes, right? <laughs> <laughs> you, you take out the trash, and then he teaches you, you know, here's art. Yeah, here's how we make beautiful paintings. And so, if I if I could have a tool that would take away all that other stuff mm -hmm. allow me just to focus on the the main thing that i need to accomplish yeah that's pretty good now to go with your argument if i if i if the machine starts doing my main thing <laughs> right? Right. so if it starts creating art yeah. Uh, then yeah, now we have a question of you you know what is that worth? What's the value? What am I bringing to you know to this scenario? Right. When you think about your your Bible study, uh, your Bible study only worked because you knew what what to ask it, how to ask it, and you and you had you knew enough about the format of the discussion to ask it for a specific type of discussion format. That's the that was the part that you added as the human being who has a holistic you know knowledge of the right. world and how discussions work and how you know different you know different peoples have figured out how to how to have a great discussion with a group of people. So you you had to bring something to that prompt in order for it to work. Uh, you know you could have got something pretty generic and pretty basic without that, but you made yeah. it really good. Because you had some extra knowledge that you could uh, you could you know use to guide the tool. Yeah, I I, I hear what you're saying, and um, and I will I will try to uh, I'll try to play both sides of of the coin here. I I am a big fan of micro uh, and and that idea that you know let's let people uh, find a trade. Let's let people do something with their life that brings value to the world. And we shouldn't be ashamed of that. We, we should be encouraging that. And we don't need to be uh, forcing them to go through a bunch of steps that they, they don't need to go through. I think the, the thing we've lost is not only have we lost the apprenticeship, but we've lost the seven liberal arts. That was the well-rounded education. And it's pretty esoteric. It, it, at surface, you know, it's astronomy, you know, it's, um, uh, you know, it's rhetoric, uh, you know, is, is uh, rhetoric is, is anybody going to be 
you know, a, re a rhetor? Are they going to be, you know, regularly speaking in public, influencing uh, others, you know, on their views? Well, yeah, they kind of will, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Everybody's going to be doing that. And right. so there, there's a value there. It, astronomy uh, is a is a harder case to make, but I still would make it because it's it's about truth perception. You know, it's about you figuring things out and being able to notice patterns and uh, and and bring order to the uh, to the to the world that you're living in. And I've heard it put by the Searcy Institute, which is a, a, a group that studies classical education. They say it's all about all of that is just a set of skills, seven liberal arts. There's seven bundles of skills that have the goal ultimately of helping you cultivate wisdom and virtue. If that's what you were getting out of your education, it wasn't going to help you make money right away. But if you were going to get an education so that you were a better human being, you were wise and virtuous. Well, we, we should all have that. And and chat GPT, I guess, will not be able to give us that. Right. We will have to do some internal work mm -hmm. uh, with these with with learning these skills and refining these skills to do that. No, I think you're I think you're spot on. So, yeah, there are certain life skills that we that we all need yeah uh you know um you know i watched uh, this documentary on warren buffett warren buffett was a you know he's a flaming introvert uh the the thought of public speaking literally gave him panic attacks mm. but he knew in order to to reach the level of success that he wanted to reach that he would have to become you know uh, astute at presenting to people and talking to groups yeah. And so so he joined Toastmasters and you know he just he forced himself to to right. learn this skill. Yeah. So so you know, you know, I think I think it's you know, there's certain skills, rhetoric, you know, public speaking, what there's certain the this life skills, yeah, everybody should learn. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's you know, and I we might even have to, you know, at some point argue over astronomy. You know, yeah. If I'm going to be an event planner, <laughs> yep. Is do I do I need to, you know how much you know, in depth knowledge do I need to know about astronomy? Um, but when it comes to interacting with people and debate and and and, and making your point and and you know, all these other skills, I definitely have to have those. So right. they'll all come into play when I'm interacting with the upright bipedal carbon based life forms. So yeah, um, yeah, I think you're I think you're onto it. So so if this tool makes it easier for me to focus then it could be a, a an incredibly important thing um one of the yeah. things when you when you watch any you watch any documentary of a of a you know somebody who's made it as a singer or they've made it as an actor or or, or some profession where they've reached their peak right sports whatever they all say the same thing they all have the same story they're like i was in the school play in third grade and the first yeah. time I heard people applaud, you know, yeah. my rendition of a tooth, uh, then I knew that I wanted to be an actor. Right. And I, I spent every, every you know, moment of my attention focused on being that. Yeah. And now that, you know, they write me a check for $50 million, a picture and life is cool. Yeah. Um, you know, some of these singers, right. All, you know, these people who, who, you know, figured out really early what they wanted to do focused on that become really really good at it yeah and you know that that's uh <laughs> one of the other seven liberal arts is music and you know what 
that could go a lot of different directions, right? But uh, it, it's there, there are three that study language and four that study number. And it's not about astronomy and it's not about music per se, but it's about the things that it does to your brain, the, the, the extra abilities it gives to your mind. Um, and, and a lot of that has to do with numbers and time or numbers and space like geometry, right? M music is numbers and time, but, you know, uh, numbers and space, that's geometry. And astronomy is kind of both, right? It, you, there, there were patterns that people like, you know, Newton, you know, had to, uh, had to notice and put formulas to in order for, he had to invent calculus for goodness sake to, to be able to do, you know, some of the predictions that he was making with where the stars would go and the planets would go. Um, mm -hmm. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm drawing that a little further afield than maybe the average worker bee is going to do, but I guess that's kind of the point, right? Is um, you're not going to do that unless you do that, right? That, that that's never going to get unlocked for you unless you go, let your brain be stretched that way. Um, fun little fact for you. Uh, Kevin, oh shoot, I forgot his last name. I think it's Kevin Richardson is, uh, one of the Backstreet Boys and he was a jock from Estill County, neighboring, uh, county to where I live now and here in Kentucky. And he, I think he took the drama class first and his drama teacher said, Hey, you know, I think you ought to try out for the, uh, I think it was the musical They had a high school musical. And he did, and it changed his life forever. And I've I've seen video of him, you know, crying, talking about um, this uh, this teacher who is the late Kathy J R Butler, who did the exact same thing to me. She I was in a drama class, and she said, "Hey, you ought to," and uh, and it really did change me. You know, like that that was uh, that was that that made a difference in how I approached the world. So. Um, so that's, you know, that's partly about the teaching, which is not chat GPT, right? Like that's, that's one soul to another. Um, and it's partly about like me wrestling through the course that I had to go there, you know, like, like think, think like a racehorse going on a course as much as thinking about a, you know, a, an academic course. It's kind of the same thing. You have to run the course or you don't get internally the value from it. So I guess there somewhere in there is a line for you know where we can use chat GPT and where we can you know misuse uh, AI in the in the grand scheme of things. Meanwhile, man, all sorts of exciting opportunities for what the tool provides. And I'm you know I, I have a feeling I don't know like if suddenly now we have an AI podcast, if that's what's happened, I have, I have no idea what's going on. But um, it does keep coming back to, you know, workplace issues and, and uh, things that are, that are really important right now for us all to be thinking about. So hopefully this is, uh, you know, valuable stuff for folks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the fact that, that, that you, being the wholesome goodness that you are, uh, you know, immediately took the, you know, took Skynet and <laughs> tried to use it for Bible study. Hey, Skynet, you should read the Bible. Yeah, Skynet. Yeah, yeah. Write me a Sunday school, you know, classroom discussion with some exercises. Your, your, your version of me really does uh, apparently line up with the uh, United States Customs Agency's uh, approach to me because I just got my global entry pass. I had to go up for my big interview that was scheduled like six months in advance and get fingerprinted and get, you know, a headshot and they sent it off and she you know, the agent's telling me, you know, hey, this is how the process goes. And, you know, 
hopefully by the end of today, I'll be able to, you know, uh, pull the trigger and say that you're, you know, uh, you passed the background check and I, oh, uh, well, um, it's already come back. Uh, you're approved, which tells me I'm pretty vanilla. You know, they just kind of looked at me and said, yeah, <laughs> that guy's not going to cause problems. But uh, that that is squeaky clean, right? When you're, pretty, I am pretty squeaky clean in that sense. When you're approved before you walk in the building, <laughs> yeah, everybody else is getting strip searched and cavity searched, <laughs> you know, and and Mark's sitting there like, huh, that wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah, that's a great photo of me. <laughs> it was it was a total of five minutes, and I was out the door. I was I was shocked because I had heard you know like, oh, they're grim. They won't smile. They won't crack a smile or nothing. Oh, it wasn't that bad really but oh yeah yeah no when i was entering my fingerprints into the federal fingerprint database uh for the adoption process so you put your hand on this glass plate look like a copier yeah, that's, and it, that's what i did it scanned it right so i'm standing there you had to do it at the fbi office so standing there with this special agent and it's doing its thing and i said hey uh how long uh, after this will you know whether or not you need to shoot me? <laughs> and he, he, you know, yeah, no sense of humor that they're aware of. He goes, before you lift your hand from that plate. That's <laughs> like, pretty fast. So, yeah, very slowly, no sudden movements here. So, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, but I passed. I mean, not as easy as you, but uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Back in those days, yeah, the, the record wasn't as murky. You're like, uh, what's his name from uh, the Blue Collar Comedy Tour? You know, so the satellites are linking up with NASA, you know. We caught the tater salad. Tater salad, that's right. Ron yeah. White, that's his name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you got the tater. <laughs> you got the tater. <laughs> well, you never know, right? I travel a lot. You go into a bank, you go into a restaurant, you get a burger, you know, and then you leave there and you go to the next town. So you don't know that right in behind you came in bank robbers, right? Or somebody came in and held up the Burger King and, and they're dusting for prints. Well, there's some fresh, <laughs> juicy Marshall prints right there on the counter. We've been looking for this guy for years. And then, yeah, they put your fingerprints in the database. Voila. Now they I, got I got pulled over that way. One time my, my uh, license plate was, uh, in the database incorrectly as a stolen car and <laughs> the columbus ohio police were very uh polite but very efficient i mean they had two guys uh pin me in before i knew what, what had even happened two cruisers pinned me in and they very quickly realized that it was a, a mistake but i mean it took all of 30 seconds for me to go through an intersection and i was on, on the side of the road You're like wow they take changing lanes without signaling very seriously here. Now, Mike, I don't change lanes without signaling. Oh, that's Come true. On. Yeah, you're that, you're that, <laughs> that squeaky clean. Yeah, what was I thinking? <laughs> but to quote yeah. Paul, to, to wrap up my religious discussion, uh, he also said, uh, this is a great saying, uh, Jesus Christ came and died to save sinners of whom I am chief. So that is exactly what you're looking at here. I want to nice. make sure I'm clear about that. Well said by a guy who has still has all the tags on his mattress and pillows. That's 100% right also. <laughs> That's right. All right. The uh, good talk. Um, yeah, I think this turned out to be a podcast. Uh, let's, uh, let's see what our announcer has to say. So go ahead and tweet that. 
or share it any other way you want. As always, there are no rights reserved, no trademarks, no copyrights. Share it if you want to. And join us next time on It Doesn't Take a Genius. That's good enough.